0: net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth.
1: Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here uh, with my guest, Lynette Yosik from Perfetti Ron Melle. Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, many people... Uh, won't recognize the name of your company. Why don't you uh, give them a preview by telling them the names of a couple of products that almost everyone in America has heard of.
2: Yes. Uh, That's so true. So, um, we we are the makers of Mentos and Airheads, uh, widely known and uh, and, uh, loved brands here in the United States as well as elsewhere in the world.
1: Good. Uh, uh, Next week on the show, we're going to have Jen back. She's going to be talking Talking about managing stress and food and living a healthy lifestyle. And I'm sure every health, healthy lifestyle has to have some airheads and mentos in it, right?
2: Absolutely.
1: Right. We need that extra energy. Uh, uh, the following week, we're going to have uh, Dick Burdick from uh, Burdick Brothers uh, Trucking and Logistics. Uh, then we're going to have a fellow named Mike uh, Sorrow from a company called Capture. They make a rather unique uh, wrist-mounted device. I I wouldn't call it a watch. And what it does is it's a continuous recorder. It records 30 seconds of time into its memory, and then when you tap it with your fingertip, it goes as a uh, message that's Bluetooth to your phone. So you can...
2: they're interesting, I've never heard of that
1: before. it's a brand new device. He's going he's he's going to have the first units here in the States available for sale uh, by the date of the show in a couple of weeks. Um, after him we're going to have Chris Steriff. He's with uh, Fairfield Auto and Truck Service. They're a uh, a body shop for large scale truck vehicles, buses. And uh, his shop is is rather unique in the area. It's got one of the few EPA permits to use the uh, special paints with very dangerous pigments in them. And he'll talk about the the appropriate way to repair trucks and heavy equipment. Uh, Should be an interesting show. Then we're going to have uh, a fellow named Anthony Casablanca, who is the president of Rotex, They're a uh, manufacturer here in Cincinnati that manufactures screening equipment for mining. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quite a big difference from Candy. (laughs) And uh, after him, we have uh, a fellow named Bob Risk from Staples, who's going to talk about how to be prepared for risk. Yes, and uh, then we're going to have an author on and... uh, we're going to have John Rogaine from Cap Gemini Segetti. He's the uh, Eastern Regional President of that company. They're a I- large-scale IT uh, provider. So we have a lot of interesting guests coming up uh, through the summer. Uh, let me tell everyone about a, an event that's happening next week. There's still a couple of seats available in our cold call camp on Wednesday, the 16th of July. Uh, that's where we teach people how to get through gatekeepers, how to uh, build three dynamite scripts to talk to your contacts, five ways to break other people's voicemail so they return 80% of your voicemail messages over a 24-hour period. Uh, some people do a lot better than 80%. And uh, then we actually spend two hours and make real cold calls that we record, and then we debrief. Since one person knows the call is being recorded, it's totally legal here in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, Let's see. Our leadership program. Uh, Dave Arch has created a new book for Sandler called Transforming Leaders the Sandler Way. It's 52 lessons in uh, personal and organizational effectiveness. And Dave Arch, the author, is going to be the instructor. We have that for one session here in Cincinnati. It's going to be the 17th of September at the Holiday Inn Crown Plaza in Blue Ash and the early bird registration before August 17th is only $175 per person. Uh, Let's see. This month we have the Stress Program, Thriving with Stress. No one at, 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 at your company has any stress, right? No, I, I didn't think so. No. But it's other companies that don't make candy uh, that have stress. Uh, Dr. Frank Wood, one of our PhD clients, has created a program for thriving with stress, which will teach people over four weeks, to so an hour a week, how to elongate the moment of stress so that managers and leaders can make the right decision of from the all of the options at the moment of stress. If you wait you would, it's almost a way to stop time and be able to choose from the 16 options of things you could do, the one very best thing to do.
2: That's probably, that's going to be pretty relatable to a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, If if, if you or one of our listeners want to go back in time, uh, we did three shows with Frank over the last uh, two years and in, in the last two shows we do have an example of how to do that uh... that exercise takes about five minutes out of the show um, let's see here on the sandler training calendar um, upfront contract Clinics, straight show clinics disassembling the best of sandler those are the next three monday morning uh... meetings those are going to be great meetings and uh... september eighth is a interesting meeting uh, of how to deal with from a sales perspective when the prospect says, uh, we'd like a proposal. There's a, way, a winning way to deal with that and a not-so-winning or losing way to deal with that. Okay, let me tell everyone, uh, Mehmet, about uh, you. Uh, Mehmet Yosek is the president of, and CEO of Profeta Von Melle USA, and you're located in uh, Florence, Kentucky. Uh, Mehmet began his professional career at Colgate Palmolive in Turkey in 1993. Uh, he joined Profeti in Turkey as head of marketing in 1997. And uh, we were in marketing at Colgate? Okay. Yes. And in 2001, uh, Mehmet moved to Milan, Italy to work as an international marketing manager in the company's headquarters where he spearheaded numerous gum projects around the globe. Uh, So how many languages do you speak?
2: Three. Three? Yes, Turkish, English, and Italian.
1: Okay, so let's not confuse everyone. We'll keep the show in English.
3: (laughs) Uh,
1: In uh, 2006, you returned to Istanbul to head the sales and marketing organization of Profeti von Mele in Turkey. Uh, And you... There you led a team of 200 people developing and overseeing many business initiatives uh, that helped the home market grow aggressively in four years. Uh, That's interesting, uh, the use of the word initiatives um, for sales opportunities. The first time I ran into that is when we did a major project with Procter & Gamble. They don't have sales campaign opportunities. They only have initiatives.
3: initiatives.
1: Yes, we had to tra- translate English into Procter & Gamble
3: <laughs>
1: to, to work with them. Uh, in the beginning of 2011, uh, the Met was named the Executive Vice President of uh, PVM USA in Erlanger and became the General Manager in June of 2012 and the CEO and President in December of 2012 uh Mehmet uh, as as you may have guessed uh, is a Turkish national uh, he holds a degree in political science and international relations from the Bago's... is
2: that Bosphorus University? Bosphorus Bosphorus.
1: Wow. <laughs> University in, his, in his, Istanbul. Yeah, I, I I
2: it's a beautiful beautiful campus. Is it? It is. Uh
1: I just never see it, saw it spelled that way.
2: <laughs> That's the Turkish version. The uh, English version is phosphorus, which is named after the straight out of well, The Straight, years,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure.
2: Famous straight.
1: So you, you've lived here in the Cincinnati area for about uh, three years?
2: Yeah, more than three years. I've moved here in the early days of uh,
1: 2011. Okay. And uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about uh, your company and, and how you got here.
2: Yes. Well, um, at Perfetti Bonelli, we make life sweeter. That's our rally cry, and uh, we try to be true to ourselves and to our word every single day. So Mentos and Airheads are biggest brands here in the United States, but worldwide, we're in the number. We're the third largest um, manufacturing um, uh, okay. company uh, in sugar confectionery. We don't do chocolate but we do sugar, confectionery, gum, and mints. We have a global presence and global footprint, and uh, we are in more than 35 countries. Here in the United States, we have a history uh, about uh, 40 years uh, uh, here, and then actually Airheads is an American brand that was born, conceived and born here, and it's been around for about 30 years. Uh, so, we're based in Erlinger. Uh, that's where we make all the area heads we sell here in North, North America.
1: So, um, was that the first location of the company had? That's
2: head? the first and the last location. We've, uh...
1: Only have one location. We just
2: have one location here. That's what, um, uh, you know, North, Northern Kentucky was picked, uh more than, close to 40 years ago, and then we stayed here,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and, um... Uh, we also, obviously, get a lot of products from our sister's, sister companies from all around the world, uh, including Europe and, and South America. So, uh, this is, uh, is Perpetual Miller. We have about 300 people working mm-hmm. for us, and, uh, including sales and manufacturing.
1: Does manufacturing work 24 hours a day, seven days a week?
2: Uh, not seven days a week, but sometimes if you have to, we do. Uh, but uh, we work um, uh, five days a week. Uh, currently and uh, three shifts. So three shifts? Yeah, 24 hours. Uh, so we make all the airheads and uh, extremes airheads sour candies here in our Um We also export, but we uh, manufacture both for uh, the domestic market. So personally, I was born and raised in Turkey, uh, as you said, and uh, spent most of my life in Turkey with the exception of five years in Milan, uh, where I traveled very, uh, you know, um, frequently uh, as I was the international marketing manager for GUM. uh, I was responsible for the extension of GUM in our uh, markets. And then for the last three and a half years here in Cincinnati, well, 17 years with Perfetti Valmella. So it's a very long time and actually it's the bulk of my working life. It's been a very uh, long but at the same time very uh, exciting and rewarding journey. I think I still have the passion that I had the first day. Uh, this is my fourth assignment in the company, and I think that's what kept me over the years. I really love what I do. So, and I'm making life sweeter for everyone. I think it's a it's a nice thing. Good,
1: good. Uh, the has agreed to take questions from callers. So, if you have any questions, uh, we'll be screening those during the commercial breaks. The telephone number is six four six. Let me ask you uh, one question that's always uh, been in my subconscious mind about uh, the Mentos. If if we go to another country, uh, whether it's Italy, England, Canada, will mentos taste exactly the same in another country, if they were made in another country? Yes. Really?
2: Yes. Our major, uh, our major flavors, they're all, they're always the same. Mint, mixed fruit, strawberry, um, but more importantly, those two, mixed fruit and mint, wherever you go in the world, and... I believe Mentos right now is available in more than 150 countries. You will have the same flavor profile.
1: Same flavor profile. Yes. Good.
2: You'll be able to enjoy the Mentos you love in your own country and another country, without no, without any doubt.
1: Okay. That's uh, important to know. <laughs> uh, we're going to uh, take another a commercial break right here, and I'm going to ask Jimmy Fox to... Uh, to take over for a minute and talk a little bit about Tip Club. Our next Tip Club meeting here in Cincinnati is on Thursday, the 17th of uh, July from 7.30 a.m. to uh, 9 a.m. Jimmy, why don't you take it away?
4: I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat... Please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event.
1: Okay, this is Mike Roth. I'm back with Mehmet uh, Yosik from Profete von Mele. Uh, why don't you uh, t- tell our, our listeners about how you go to market? You said you have your own sales team?
2: We do. We mm-hmm. do. Um, we uh, go to market in two ways. We call on um, customers, ourselves, some mm-hmm. of our big customers, through our sales force. Particularly in the C store business, what we call a convenience store business. Sure. And we also work uh, with uh, uh, brokers. Uh, food brokers. The yeah, food brokers across the country. And then we work, uh, by and large, for about five, six brokers around the country mm-hmm. to call on some certain customers and uh, to uh, to sell to those customers.
1: Okay. Uh- Does your company have a unique marketing advantage, or do you you deal with that by pulling people through through uh, advertising?
2: It's by-large consumer messaging, that's right, and advertising is part of it, certainly. Yes, uh, we're very much of a brand-driven company. Mm -hmm. Uh, We very much value and work in building brands, and that's part of uh, the pull strategy. So basically, it all starts with the consumer. Mm -hmm. It's creating value for consumer as well as with the consumer, so innovation in both ways, and creating um, a value proposition, something that's going to be interesting to them, and so creating demand, and from there on uh, continuously invest in the brand and the emotional connection. Mm-hmm. between the brand and the consumers
1: right right so do you work with a local advertising agency or is it a global agency
2: we work with uh, a couple of agencies uh, globally we work with few uh, that are based in uh, Europe mm-hmm. uh, we also work with some agencies here in the states both locally as well as um, in other cities like New York City
1: mm-hmm.
3: so
2: mm-hmm. we have multiple agencies that we work
1: with. Yeah, One of my f- favorite TV commercials was a lifesaver commercial uh, that
2: happens to be our competitor,
1: yes. Uh, when they have a, gr- a, a grandfather walking through the forest with his so- a gr- grandson, a young young kid, uh-huh. maybe seven or eight years old, and the grandfather says to the, to the boy, uh, would you like a lifesaver? And uh, the, the young boy takes one, and then the grandfather says, I taught your dad how to.
3: <laughs> to, to eat no need lifesavers. Yeah.
1: And that, that was the kind of emotional connection that I think uh resonates with people in their subconscious minds.
2: Which is very important. It, by and large it's important. That that is important in advertising and consumer messaging. But beyond that, in our particularly in our business, uh, you know, we make candies, we basically create memories. Mhm. Uh and, and Almost everyone, you know, uh, remembers good old times in their childhood when they're growing up. There's always a a memory, something to remember. So speaking to those moments and basically uh, connecting with the consumer at that level is very important. We always also get a lot of, uh, you know, um, praise as well as, um, um, you know, reaction from our consumers. They remember the old Mentos commercials. They were big in the 90, uh, 1990s, mm-hmm. um, and they were very unique at that time. Uh, it just showed uh, the underdog, you know, um, character of the brand. So we still get a lot of, you know, consumer feedback on those commercials after 20 years.
1: After 20 years? Yes. Hmm. Apparently
2: they, we did a good job.
1: Yeah. Uh, are they available on, like, YouTube? Oh,
2: yes. They're, they're, they're everywhere.
1: Okay. And uh, I, I assume your marketing department makes them available. Oh
2: yes, we make sure that you know everybody has access to this hmm
1: What do you think the uh, opportunities and possibilities are for for your brands here in America?
2: We have so much uh, you know uh, that uh, we can do and we can be here. We're very excited about the upstream potential that our business and our brands have. Um, compared to the rest of the world, our footprint in the United States is still smaller even though our brand awareness is is, is very strong, so um, uh, what we're looking at is basically bringing product innovation to propel uh, that growth and take us to a different level. And we've already taken some very you know strong steps over the last couple of years to expand our manufacturing. Uh, footprint as well as our you know marketing and sales footprint here in the United States.
1: So you're expanding your factories. We
2: are actually building. We are actually building new lines and bringing new investment to the factory here in orlando mm-hmm. That's number one. Uh, we're bringing uh, new technologies, and we will continue to do that. Uh, and on the other hand, then we are uh, obviously um, also investing heavily in our uh, reach um, uh, outreach to basically to all the customers here in the United States, the universe, which is more than 200,000 sales outlets, mm-hmm. where you can find you know gum and candy. So we are constantly investing in those capabilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mentos, both, both Mentos and Airheads are are going to be even bigger in coming years. Well, Mentos in particular, and gum. We have gum. We still have a lot of people who don't know that Mentos makes gum. It's one of the best gums out there.
1: What brand name is it sold under?
2: It's Mentos Gum.
1: Mentos Gum.
2: Yes. So uh, you can find them uh, in major, you know, retailers like Walmart, Kroger, you know, um, Walgreens, and and all the other retailers uh, that you can think of. So uh, Mentos, certainly with mints, and then gum is... Um, is on a, a, a very you know, strong growth path. And the same thing is true for Airheads and Extremes because non-chocolate candy is one of the strongest segments of our business. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we also outsell and outpace the category over the last couple of years with the innovation that we've brought. And, um,
0: we've what would
1: been, be an in- innovation?
2: Well, uh, for Airheads, uh, Airheads has been around for about 30 years and it's been around as a product format. It's been just a bar. If you're familiar with just a bar individually wrapped. And recently, just a year ago, more than a year ago, we went, and that's basically for, the bars are basically for, mainly for 5 to 12, 13 year olds.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, we also brought, uh, for the very first time in uh, the, the history of the brand, we brought the Airheads Bites to the picture. So we're currently also want to uh, keep the connection that we've built with youngsters. As they grow, as they age, and then grow older, so we have airhead bites, basically um, two to three gram pieces, mm-hmm. and a pack. The same airhead flavor, the same airhead texture, but in a bite format, which gives you the convenience to take it around, and then you know, on the go consumption, and then also make it uh, a more you know a kind of a portion size. Um, portion control.
1: So, like, I could take it into a movie with me. Right?
2: Absolutely, and that would be a great, uh, you know, companion.
1: Okay, that's good. That's a good innovation. Um, are, are there any thoughts of adding chocolate to the product line?
2: No, no not now. Uh, we, we, we don't have plans for that. No, uh, no. Okay. We, want to, we want to concentrate on what we do best right now mm-hmm, and, uh, mm-hmm. and then grow the grow the business in that direction.
1: What do you think uh, your your best clients are looking for right now?
2: Um, clients? By clients, you mean uh, customers. Customers, work, yes. Uh, um, the retailers.
1: Retailers. Yes.
2: Um, well. They're looking for the best value. They, they, everybody is really interested in value creation. That that needs to be a win-win situation. Certainly, they're taking it. They're taking their business from first of all consumer's perspective. They have a value proposition too for their consumers, mm-hmm. and then they want to make sure that they stay true to that. And then they want to work with um, manufacturers and suppliers that can provide solutions to. Uh, uh, to, so, to the solutions and the growth, growth prospects uh, for for their own business. So um, I think what they're looking for is uh, very good products to begin with mm-hmm. that are packaged well
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: and that also can create both functional and emotional connection.
1: What what actually is the shelf life of it?
2: It changes. Usually, it changes uh, somewhere between eighteen months to thirty six months.
1: Okay so they they can last a long time in the packaging. They can
2: last. Yes. That's one of the uh good things about our industry actually. Yeah, uh, we can you know uh keep the product on the shelf for quite a bit of time. And um uh, so uh on average is about tw- 24 uh months.
1: Okay. Uh, again if you have questions for Mehmet, uh the number is 646 595 one six. And uh, we got one time for one more question before we go to a break. Uh, are you thinking of adding more employees to the company this year?
2: Absolutely. Um, but, you know, as I mentioned before, uh, as we grow, mm-hmm. uh, both in terms of the size of the business as well as the expansions that we're currently involved in, both manufacturing and sales buys, that will require us not only to, you know, uh, keep the best talent we have and but also attract new talent to our, you know, uh, company. So we certainly, as we grow, we will need more resources to be able to make that growth a reality. So
1: if we were having this conversation two years from today, uh, how many employees would you think you might have?
2: That's a tough call right now. It will very much depend on uh, the crystallization of the plans, uh, but uh, there will certainly be some uh, additions to, uh, to the uh, to the head headcount. Which is already happening this year uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with certain departments that we currently have. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure. Are you going to be adding any more salespeople to your organization?
2: Um, that's that's a possibility, um, but uh, it will also require again a lot. Of, it, it will depend a lot on physical expansion of our products into new markets, and um, we're we're in a good place in terms of you know um, certain distribution level across mm-hmm. the market. Uh, by and large, and we've done a lot over the last six, seven years. Uh, there's still room to mm-hmm. expand and then become uh, you know, stronger. Um, yes, uh, I think we, 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 we will be looking at uh, the regions, certain regions, because we really uh, manage, that's the way that we manage the sales, so, and then see what the necessities are.
1: Good. We're going to be taking a, a commercial break here. We're going to be listening to a couple of Sandler commercials. And uh, let's listen to the first one. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. At the first sign of trouble, there are three types of business leader. The first type of leader is like a turtle. He pulls his head and tail in and hides in his shell. Turtles hunker down, just trying to survive. The second type of leader is an opportunist. They're like eagles. Eagles spread their wings and take advantage of the winds. They catch the storm wind and rise to new heights. The third group, between turtles and eagles, are called turkeys. Turkeys are average and anxious. They huddle together and move. They never soar. However, turkeys are easy prey for those who seize the opportunity and soar. If someone in your industry goes out of business, are you going to get the business? The question is, which type of leader are you? Will you seize the opportunities to take market share and grow, or will your fate be like the turkeys? If you're serious about growth, Call me to arrange a confidential meeting, 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring business owners and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that San or sales training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513 6523, or register for our next open house, Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Lynette Jacek from, uh, I'm going to say the manufacturer of Mentos and Airheads.
2: Yeah, just say Mentos and Airheads.
1: Yeah. Uh, We we do have a caller uh, with a question, so I'm going to uh, bring him in. Chuck, can you hear us?
4: Hi, uh, Mike.
1: Good. Uh, Why don't you uh, give your question for Manette?
4: Well, I'm sure in everybody's mind is uh, what uh, was the increase in sales for – uh, Van Mel, when uh, everybody realized that you could make a, uh, an explosive fountain out of it when you when you mixed it with a, a, a soda pop, so uh, I was wondering how that affected their marketing and their sales, and uh, you know, maybe why why they aren't continuing to to uh, you know market it around that uh, pretty significant brand experience. Well,
2: thank you for the question. Uh, Yeah, uh, that just came out back in 2006 when I was in Turkey, I remember. And uh, we globally, uh, you know, went ahead with the flow uh, in the States and elsewhere. So um, we actually, for a couple of years, we were pretty actively engaged in um, basically taking that, embracing it, and, uh, you know, working with millions and millions of uh, people by creating videos and uh, creating experiences, Um, you know, every single thing has a life cycle. You just cannot, you know, sustain it for a long period of time. And then people want to really hear new and fresh things about their favorite brand. So it really uh, was a big thing for a couple of years and, and later, it just basically died off on its own, and you can still find videos on uh, online. Uh, there was probably an increase, well, why uh, in our in our sales? But I can't really pronounce what the percentage was because I never looked at it that way.
1: <laughs> okay, thanks a lot, Chuck. Well,
2: thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
1: Uh, bye. Let's uh, let's talk about complex problems, man. that we have a theory of operation here that uh, simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. Perhaps you could share with our audience uh, a complex problem that you've had uh, that you used a complex solution to solve that might be transferable to another industry or another type of manufacturing.
2: Sure. Um, as a global organization, we certainly have a lot of capabilities all around the world. And then when we first decided to venture into bites product for our extremes line, um, uh, which is a sour, sweetly sour candy, um, we uh, certainly had to look uh, those capabilities are all around the world. Uh, and then uh, we came up with certain assumptions, right, uh, about the product and how it would evolve and where it would go if we ever did something like that, but there were there, there were assumptions that they, you know, uh, at, at the beginning, uh, so we had to basically validate them at a certain point, but it certainly requires a very complex, you know, um, combination of resources coming together mm-hmm. to make that, to bring that to life. So, in terms of production, for example, we first went ahead with our sister companies and looked at our, you know, capabilities, uh, which would answer the smoking sort of questions that we had there or you know uh, meet the expectations or the needs that we had so we screened the entire world we you know work very closely with our you know heads of uh, technology as well as manufacturing uh, in more than 35 countries right we have manufacturing you know and then we came up with a short list and basically with the board sat down to look at okay what are the best uh, you know ways of bringing this to life Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, and then have a one two three year plan as to how that would evolve and change in time, as ultimately we would like to also bring it to the United States and basically make it part of our expansion here. Uh, so um,
1: so you you're going to be making those. Uh, we actually
2: we already came to that point okay. after a year. So uh, the proposition. Proved itself to be so strong as we as we believed that it would that it was very well accepted by the consumers and it's uh, proven itself uh, in less than a month, uh, less than a year. Uh, so we had to even accelerate some of our plans. Mm. So uh, it was a very complex problem in terms of technology as well as manufacturing, but we really worked hard, and we never relented. You know, we never gave up uh, or settled for something less than ideal. So it was complex, but with all the resources coming together, uh, we made it simpler and then uh, you know, uh, went ahead with it. So I'm very glad that uh, we really used the best of the talent around the table, uh, whether international or local, to bring solutions to the problem.
1: Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like you were importing the product at the beginning?
2: We were, from our sister companies.
1: Okay. But so not anymore. So now, we make it all here in the we States. We are
2: just about to be 100% you know, uh, self-sufficient
1: here in the United States,
2: mm-hmm. which required quite a bit of obviously an initiative, right? A complex one. Um, uh, as uh, uh, And then, then I'm glad that Again, it starts with talent, I think. Uh, having the right people in the right season, I'm very, very proud of the team, both here as well as international team mm-hmm. who worked on this and then came up with the right solutions. And, uh, we provided the leadership.
1: Good. Um, let's talk about, look, since we, we, we're talking about leadership, uh, when you got here today, uh, I, I gave the Met a deck of 52 cards in, from transforming leaders and I asked him to pick out a couple that he might like to talk about why don't you pick the first card
2: um, I, the first one was confident humility uh, it says humility does not mean being timid um, this is very interesting and uh, actually um, you and I we met a couple of weeks ago uh, where I briefly talked about my version of leadership and I gave three things to the entire audience. And the first thing, if you remember Mm -hmm. that I talked about for me, uh, leadership is a combination of humility and confidence. So when I just saw this, uh, you know, as one of the cards, I couldn't help but just pick it because it really speaks to the very first principle that I have about leadership. Um, which is basically you have to be humble enough to surround yourself with people better than you mm-hmm. never afraid to hire somebody better than you have the right people in the right season, Have a great team to be able to have uh, to go into a meeting and then the listen and then um, get all the talent together uh, to make the best business decisions but at the same time uh, at the end of the the entire process be confident enough uh, confident leader enough uh, to, to take the bold decisions
1: good so you said you had three personal leadership yes uh, traits the first one being humility
2: humility and confidence
1: that's the first one
2: that was the first one yeah that is that's first one the second one for me is leadership is all about leading by example mm-hmm. um, so actions mean more than words, and actually one of the other things uh, cards that I um, picked up here uh, it talks about this one um, it says action versus words pay less attention to words and more to actions mm-hmm. so I was just happy to see this you know and, uh, and uh, as one of the cards here so um, yes, um, you have to walk the talk mm mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, no matter what you say, no matter what you, you know, uh, write down and then keep repeating. It's just if you do not practice what you preach and you don't want to talk, then uh, it is not going to uh, give you uh, the results or um, the direction that you're looking for. So I think actions are more important than words.
1: That's good. That's good. Um One of the things that we did for the first 100 shows is I took probably the 50 best leadership examples out of the shows that uh, various CEOs gave me, and we created a episode of just plain leadership tips.
2: Oh, I would love to listen to that go, show. Go
1: back. It, it's probably show number, I'm thinking aloud here, uh, 101 or show number 99 okay. on, on leadership. And uh, today's show is show number 197. When we exceed 200, uh, which will happen later this month, or the first of August, we're going to redo the leadership, and we're going to come up with Leadership Tips, Volume 2, from the second 100 shows. So. We, did we get your third leadership uh, principle? Uh,
2: yeah, no, not, not yet. So my third one is uh, what I call um, a principle of three Hs, uh, basically head, heart, and hands. Um, when it comes to leadership, uh, certainly um, it is important to, to be able to be uh, authentic and rational and make the right decisions, and then certainly use logic and uh, and and uh, everything that you know, uh, both content-wise as well mm-hmm. as experience, and then to be able to combine that with the heart, passion, that where it's coming from, and how it, you know, basically um, uh, strengthened and even uh, made richer, but the third one that I'd like to add to that is basically the third H is hands.
1: Hands, yes. Hands,
2: hands for me is um, it's it's basically actually a symbol of multiple things. Number one, as leaders, um, we have the responsibility to go out to the real world and then really spend time with uh, the people that we have in the field or the consumers, our business partners, and to really see Everything where the action is happening.
1: Do you still go out to the field? I
2: do go out to the field uh, more than you would ever imagine. And uh, well, I'm coming from sales and marketing. It's also in my DNA. But beyond that, I have uh, not not only go out to the field, but I also have weekly um, uh, meetings with my uh, manufacturing team. I walk the floor. Mm-hmm. and uh, and I get a lot from that I learn every single time I learn something new and it gives me the chance to connect with every single person on the floor so it is about getting your hands dirty mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. about going out, trying new things, shaking hands touching products ch- touching products coming out of the line
1: mm-hmm. you
2: know, that's really getting physical about uh, what you care
1: when you go out in the field, like you go to a convenience store and Buy a pack of Mentos to see what they're like.
2: Absolutely, I I do that. I go out, I buy, and then we try, and uh, we uh, we merchandise. I -hmm. just basically sometimes we even spend five ten minutes in one store if we think that something is not hundred percent right. Mm -hmm. So we just basically pull up our sleeves and then uh, do some merchandising over there, just like you know, uh, shifting the visibility act, you know, uh, activity. So and. uh, that's, that's, that's how you learn and how you do it uh, so I, I really care a lot about mm-hmm. that part so that's my third principle
1: good we're going to take a, uh, another short break here we're going to listen to a uh, a Sandler rule let's listen to uh, Sandler rule number three
5: Hi, I'm Mike Crandall with Sandler Training, here to talk to you about Sandler Rule Number Three, No Mutual Mystification. So what does it mean? Well, let me ask, have you ever entered into a sales call with an expectation that it was going to end one way and then to find out that it did not end that way, but another way, bad or good? Or have you ever been in a meeting with an expectation of what was going to transpire only to find out that that isn't actually what transpired? Both of those are examples of where there was mutual mystification. In general, you can think of mutual mystification as any time when two parties have different expectations and don't take the time to clarify them in advance of the interaction. It's our job as sales professionals to be intentional about finding out what expectations people have, to define phrases and terms in advance that might be misunderstood, to tie up any loose ends also to make sure that all parties are in sync with what has happened as well as what will happen. I like to say this is summed up by one of my favorite phrases. The source of all the world's frustration is unfulfilled expectation.
1: This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Mehmet Yosek uh, from uh, from Petite, Perfette von Mele. And uh, here's a question for you. Uh, what motivates you to make really tough decisions as a leader? Um,
2: I think it starts with uh, the passion and, uh, and drive uh, and uh, the purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, that combination is very important for me. Um, focus and purpose, I think, is very important for me. has always been very, very important. So um been always a purpose-driven uh, individual, both in uh, my personal life and my work life. Um, so that's where my compass is. So uh, whatever I need to do at that point in time, for the good of the company and for the good of the people mm-hmm. of the company, that's what matters. Basically, it's also, I think, one of the other traits of uh, being, uh, being a leader is to be able to make everyone understand that, uh, you know, you care more about them. You care about them more than you care about yourself. Mm-hmm. So any decision that we need to make has to be really around this idea of, okay, what is it that we need to do right now? And then, why are we doing it, and what's going to be the result? so uh, if you're clear on that and if it needs to be done, then it's going to be done, and if it's going to be me who's going to decide because ultimately again um, I like um uh, you know the the, the way uh, what i what I subscribe to is we as leaders uh, are judged on decisions that we make, not so much whether. The idea was ours in the very first place. Mm -hmm. So um, how good the decision is at the end of the day. That's what you're judged. So if you have a very strong sense of purpose there, I think uh, it is not that
1: difficult. There there are a lot of people in leadership capacity here in America that most people listening to the show would know. Perhaps you could give uh, an example of a good leader that, that you've seen.
2: Oh, there are so many. <laughs> Just pick one or two Oh, uh, yeah we don't have all day <laughs> yeah. yeah um uh i think from the uh, from the corporate world um uh, I, I I really respect uh, uh, mr cook uh, uh, from uh, apple
1: mhm Tim cook
2: yeah uh Tim Cook, I think uh, he has all the you know um uh, you know, heavy weight of the shoulder, you know, the, the world on his shoulders. It's,
1: Taking over from Steve yes. Jobs, yes. It's,
2: it's, it's a tough one. But I like, uh, you know, his uh, moral compass and where he's coming from and, and what he subscribed to. So I think he is, to me, has proven to be a very uh, interesting and a multifaceted, you know, leader. Uh, and uh, that, uh, other than that, um, you know, uh, I, I, oh, we, you know, we always enjoyed, you know, Mr. Welch, so... Uh, Jack Welch. Uh, yeah. Mhm. So uh, I think every single... Still every single time I listen to him, I learn something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been very influential. Uh, so these are some of the names that come to my mind immediately.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll pick on Steve Ballmer, the uh, recent ex-CEO of uh, Microsoft and uh, I had the opportunity to meet him. He was a very direct guy, and uh, he did have the P&G background, Cincinnati Connection.
2: Cincinnati, yeah.
1: Uh, Usually in a company, there are three main components uh, of growth, people, process, and strategy. Uh, Can you talk for a moment about each one, people, process, and strategy?
2: I think we start with people, We've, uh, we certainly uh, are in a place where we currently are placing more and more importance on um, the people uh, and then uh, make it a more of a people-first culture. So um, if you don't have the right talent, uh, then uh, nothing is going to come. So strategy is not going to be formed. Processes will not matter. So everything starts with the people. Mm-hmm. And that's the most precious, probably, and most valuable uh, asset of any single company. Uh, then comes the strategies. You know, basically, strategy is um, is uh, is going to tell you uh, how you're going to be able to get to certain goals that you currently have, and mm-hmm. you know, put yourself uh, put in front of yourself. And the processes basically they have to uh, have to be very simple enough to enable, and empower, and energize your people, and then bring strategies to life. So they have to be just vehicles, actually. I personally believe in the power of simplification. Mm-hmm. The world itself is already very complex and complicated. Mm-hmm. Right? And they're talking about the, in the new uh, term, you know, VUCA, you know, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. So that's kind of a military term, which is pretty pretty popular right now. In the, the business Tell our world. listeners
1: that term again.
2: It's LUCA, uh, I think. It's what you call volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Hmm. So this is the way that people are describing the current the state of the world. Mm-hmm. So That's apparently a military term that's transferred, got transferred into business world. So the the, the, the long and short of it is basically it is a complex word. Uh, you And then simplification is, I think, is what you're going, to, you're going to get you to where you want to be. So processes, when you first hear process, it just feels, uh, and then, he, you know, sounds very complex. It doesn't need to be. It just needs to basically enable, energize, and empower everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Uh, when you talk about uh, strategy in a worldwide company like you are, is the same strategy applied around the world or is it uh, just a, a US strategy or an Italian strategy in each, each country?
2: We have uh, certain overarching themes when it comes to who we are,
1: mm-hmm.
2: what we want to be, uh, and um, where we want to go. So because of our international nature but when it comes to and the, when it comes to being locally relevant, I think we also give a lot of importance to that as, aspect. So, you know, global scale, but local local relevance is is very important in our case.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, I forgot to ask uh, is is your company a privately held company or We public?
2: are 100% privately owned company mm-hmm. uh, right now, the second and the third generation, with uh, quite a uh, strong executive theme that's been around for a long time in the company and it's just not me we've got a lot of people like me in the company at the executive positions that's been around at least 15 20 years if not more. So we are like a family so the soul is in a familiar faces always that you run to uh, in our company.
1: So you, you wind up having to go back to Italy for meetings on a regular basis <laughs> yes,
2: yes yes actually next next week I'll be in Amsterdam. For the entire week to attend some
1: of those meetings. So does the company have an official language?
2: English. <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. An Italian company yeah. working yeah. around the world, and the yeah. official company language is English. English,
3: yes.
1: That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, in your own uh, division, which one is stronger, your management team or your sales organization?
2: Oh that's an interesting question. I uh, never thought of that. Um I should say both.
1: Mhm. Both should be strong.
2: Yes, I don't see why uh I, yeah, no, absolutely both. You know, my leadership team, I'm very proud of what we've achieved so far altogether and uh you know, uh the the strides that we made uh over the last 3 years. Um and then basically taking the company from B to C as, uh, as before it was taken from A to B, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's a journey for us. And then, then we really know what we really want to do, uh, and so we're very much focused on, on that. And then my sales team, too, uh, I think, you know, headed by a very strong um, uh, VP of sales and uh, at the same time strong uh, members. So um, we have a small sales team, uh, smaller than most of our competitors, but very connected and very, you know, um, aligned team at the same time, cohesive. Is your sales
1: team all based here in uh, northern Kentucky? No,
2: no. no. I mean, uh, some of them are here, mm-hmm. but most of them are actually not. It's the nature of the business. Some of them are in the west, some of them in the east, some of them in the south, so they're all around the country.
1: So in, in your in your team, your personal team, how many people are there? We're eight. Eight people in yeah. the management team? Yes. Okay.
2: Yes, um, we have uh, all the basic functions.
1: Mhm. Uh, how do you measure your team against your goals on an annual basis?
2: Um, well, measurement. When it comes to measurements, we have um, uh, company-wide performance is number one, obviously, uh, in terms of measuring uh, collective results. Uh, next to that, we also look at personal results. Because everybody has their own personal business objectives as well as personal development objectives, so um, it all starts with a with being an aligned and cohesive thing, team, and then knowing what we want to do, and and basically as we we uh, we do not only myself but we uh, pay more and more attention to when we're appraising our team members, we pay more and more attention to not only to what but we also pay attention to how mm. as it relates to what we've just talked about. It's not a, only about the words or what we actually do, but also how we do it, How is uh, it becomes very important. And it's just uh, very, very important for the entire culture of the company. So that's uh, how we look at the, the measurement.
1: Good. Uh, I think we have time for this one last question here. Uh, how would you describe the corporate culture?
2: Corporate culture. Uh, so we're a privately owned company. Sure. Uh, we've been around for close to 70 years. Um. Uh. And uh, so um, we're a very uh, we're a group of very you know close people. Uh. So um, we care a lot of care a lot about FaceTime. Uh. Globally. Uh. We care a lot about um. You know, uh, and the power of being independent at the same time and. Uh, huddling very quickly to uh, look at the opportunities as well as the challenges that we face. So we really love helping one another. So I can pick up the phone and call my you know, counterpart in Brazil or somewhere else and ask for his or her help, and then that will be the first thing on his mind,
1: mm-hmm. on
3: the
2: agenda, you know, to help me to make that happen. So we're that close.
1: So if you needed an extra manufacturing engineer because someone became yes. ill, Yes. And he had a spare person, he would he send would, them up.
2: Absolutely. Okay. That's absolutely.
1: A, that's a great, yeah. great opportunity.
2: Yeah. And then here, obviously, again, um, we make life sweeter. We try to make it a fun, candy-like culture. Uh, that's what we try to weave up to every single day. And my hope is that every single day we do a better job.
1: Good. I want to thank you for being on the show today with us, uh, Mehmet. Uh I'm going to be giving you a copy of a new Sandler book that uh, I helped compile called Lead When You Dance. This is 14 Success Secrets for Sales Managers uh, from Sales Managers. Uh, In the book, you're going to have a copy of our our training calendar, a copy of the uh, invitation to the uh, leadership program, and a free training pass for for you or one of your sales leaders to, to come to one of our programs.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today.
1: Great. Thanks again for being on the show. And I'm going to ask Scott to close us out.
0: Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at Mike Roth at rothconsulting.net or call Mike at 513. 513- seven five three nine four zero
1: zero. Every time we had a five second, I'm sorry, a half a second or more silence, he changes it to four tenths of a second. Every time I said uh and uh or you said a similar thing during the first fifteen minutes he has full license to take those out of the show. So uh, during the, the next 45 minutes of the show, unless he accidentally finds them, uh, he won't take them out. Uh, was there anything you said in the show that we want to take out? No. Okay, good. So we're in great shape. Uh, now i got to end the episode here. that rolled out?